Hello, and thank you for joining us on Giving Voice to Depression. I'm Bridget. And I'm Terry. More than 350 million people worldwide suffer from depression, but you do not have to have it yourself to be affected by it. Its prevalence pretty much guarantees that someone you care about battles its darkness. This podcast tries to shine some light into that darkness. We're not experts and we're not therapists. We're sisters and best friends who live with depression and are committed to encouraging healthy, healing conversations about mental illness. Hello, Bridget. Hi, Terry. Welcome back. Thank you. It's great to be back, but it was also great to be gone for a while. Best of both worlds. And you made it back in May, which is awesome because it is Mental Health Month. And while we both really appreciate the focus on it for 31 days, we believe that the other 334 (laughs) are just as important since one in five are affected by mental health conditions. Right. The National Alliance on Mental Illness puts it well when they say stigma is toxic to mental health because it creates an environment of shame, fear, and silence that prevents many people from seeking help and treatment. The perception of mental illness won't change unless we act and we change it. Mm-hmm. I love that Gandhi expression of, you know, be the change that you want to see. And it's true. Absolutely. And this season, several people shared their stories with us, their mental health challenges, and it was in an effort to fight that stigma and to change that perception of those of us who live with mental health conditions. Today, we're going to choose a little snippet from each of those episodes, a piece of insight or advice, even just a well-put thought that stuck with us in the weeks since we posted it. And we like these review episodes because they're sort of like a, a sampler platter in a restaurant. When you're not sure what you want, or maybe if you even want to listen to a podcast on depression, so this lets you try just a little bit of everything. I like to think of it as dipping into the shallow end of the pool. And if you're wondering what a podcast on depression sounds like or feels like, one thing to note if you're listening for the first time is that each of our episodes are short. They're usually not longer than 15 minutes Because we know that depression affects our attention span. And frankly, we can say a lot in 15 minutes. We began our fourth season with psychologist Anita Sands. She's actually becoming a regular guest because her advice is so practical and compassionate. In the episode that we called Depression 101+, she offers advice on how to approach a friend or family member who may be suffering. One of the best things in the world is if you are noticing any type of change is just to make it okay to talk about it. So if you're observing changes in the person's mood, if you've seen them withdrawing, if you're, if you're noticing um, that they're more tired than usual or having difficulty, um, with their thoughts or saying things that sound very negative, you want to gently open up the conversation with them and make it okay. And need to list changes and symptoms to look for both in yourself or in someone else. And since talking to someone about your mental health can be a little intimidating, Dr. Sands offers tips on wording. One of the things that I I often encourage people to do if we're if we're really trying to encourage someone to think about going to therapy is to really emphasize that they deserve this. Because again, what depression does is it does lie to the person and it lies to them about things being hopeless. It lies to the person about them being um, kind of worthless, that they don't really deserve it. And so being able to say, listen, you deserve to feel better. 
You deserve to have a good life. And that's what this is about. That's what going and seeing this person is about. Um, and that's a much nicer message, I think, than saying, you know, there's something wrong with you and you need to get fixed. I love that. You deserve a good life. A much nicer message. And then in the second episode, Treating the Cause Versus the Symptoms of Depression, Dr. James Greenblatt, he's a well-respected pioneer in integrative medicine and psychiatry, and he says we need to look at all the available tools when treating depression and that there are simple tests, blood, urine, hair, that kind of stuff, that can uncover underlying causes. And my work is all based on looking at the underlying cause not just utilizing medications to treat symptoms. Doesn't mean medications might not be part of the solution for some, but the only way we're going to make a dent in this epidemic is understanding what might be contributing to the um, underlying symptoms. Dr. Greenblatt talks about those tests that you might want to research or talk to your doctor about. It's an episode very worth the 16 minutes it takes to listen. In the next episode that we called The Link Between Childhood Trauma and Depression, One Family Story, Susie and Nick share their story. Nick has experienced depression and suicidal thoughts since early childhood. Susie, his mother and biggest fan, says it's hard to convince people that the struggle is real when it's a young child's. Before we went through this experience, I never understood that. I would have never thought a child that has a family and parents that are together and financially secure and lots of love in his life and lots of things he wants and we do things and he plays sports. How could that child be depressed? And it's not about all that. If it was about just love your child, the depression will go away. He would never have a depression in the first place. If it was about uh, just loving your sister means she wouldn't have depression, you wouldn't have it, Bridge. Neither would you, Terry. Thanks. (laughs) This story was special in many ways, including the fact that Nick chose to share it publicly with us for the very first time. Mm -hmm. What an honor. Thank you, Nick. Since then, they've started a blog and they post regularly on Twitter. And now that he's found his voice, he's really using it to help people understand about bullying and childhood depression. Bravo, Nick. So our third episode this season, Depression, the Curse of the Strong, got a lot of comments and reactions on our Facebook page, which, by the way, you are invited to visit and join. Because Dr. Tim Cantifer speaks about depression and those of us who live with it in very different terms than we're used to hearing. Um, You call them vulnerability factors, which makes sufferers sound like sort of um, feeble, whimpering people. But my experience has been completely the opposite. And if you reframe those same factors in in a different way, they're actually strengths. It was always a pleasure in my career, I've retired now, to treat people with major depression because they seem to me to be, the, you know, the best and the nicest people and, uh, you know, deserving of so much more than they were getting and deserving of a very different attitude from um, people around them. Dr. Canifer says in his 30-plus years as a psychiatrist, treating more than 3,000 people with depression, he found those of us with it to be, quoting, the kind of people to whom you'd turn for the kind of problem upon which your house depended. If I were employing somebody for an important job, and if I were allowed to, I would say in the advertisement for the job, only those who've had at least one episode of major depression need apply. 
because, of course, then you're going to get the very best people who are going to try their guts out for you because they're the people who get the illness. That's an episode that people might want to share with their friends and family. And I know it took me a couple listens to have all of his information sink in. Staying with that positive perspective is the episode Lessons Learned from Depression. Mental health advocate Tom Varv shares eight things from which he's grateful to his depression for. Though obviously, like all of us, he'd prefer to have learned them from a less brutal teacher. Depression, if you've been through it, you know how soul-destroying and empty and vacuous it is. It's, it's not something... It's not something you want to go through. It's not something you want someone else to go through. But there are various aspects of it where I have been able to find some level of positivity from it. I have been able to find a way to hopefully start to shape a better me or a better future for me because of it. And much of it will be because of accepting it and going on the journey with it. Tom's lessons from depression include empathy, learning the power of opening up, that he really got that he wasn't alone in his battle and that he had many strengths that he hadn't connected with before his experience with the illness. Hmm. Interesting. We're starting to hear more of that. Then the next episode in Loving and Supporting Someone with Mental Health Challenges, we had the privilege of a peek behind the curtain of a married couple's approach to depression and bipolar disorder. Joe and Becca Lombardo spoke mostly about the importance of communication, but also about how and how not to help someone in dark times really important thing for people to know and remember if they're if they have someone in their lives that deals with depression or is is struggling i can just about guarantee you that that person doesn't want you to fix what's happening in their life um they just need you to hear them out or you know be supportive you know and say when when you finally feel better i'll be here that was something that i had to learn i don't want to say i learned it the hard way but you know it took it took the first couple years of our marriage it took me acknowledging she doesn't need me to fix this for her she just needs me to be there through it so whether you're the person with depression or the one supporting someone who deals with it you can learn a lot from the lombardos I would even say if you're dealing with any relationship issues, not just depression, it's all still really wise advice and insights. I think you're right. One of the dangers of not talking about depression and other mental health challenges is that people may not identify their struggles as an illness, so they don't reach out for help and then they can't get the support that they need. In Creativity as a Path Out of Depression's Fog, singer and songwriter Matt Steady describes his three- or four-year bout that he now knows was depression. The point is you didn't want to do any of any of the normal stuff. You just ended up doing it because that's what you do. A bit like a treadmill. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't, enjoy, you don't enjoy the treadmill, but you, you get on it and you just do it. And that's exactly what it felt like, to be honest. The best way I can describe it, I don't know if you've ever seen train spotting, and there's just this one magical scene I don't even know if anyone else would remember it, but um, he sat there in a pub at the table and he's just sat there and everyone else is going around in fast motion and he's just not moving. And that's what it felt like to me. It was a a really tough time, especially because I had no idea what it was. 
Matt chose to share his story for the first time publicly with us as well. And it truly is an honor. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also shared with us a song that he wrote, and it was called Black Dog, and it was all about depression. Nice. One of the amazing things that happens with this podcast is that we not only get to hear from experts like researchers, doctors, psychiatrists, and psychologists who offer their perspectives and expertise, but as you just said, we're honored to be trusted with many people's coming out story, for lack of a better term, and in this season, a third of the people who shared with us had never before spoken publicly about their experience with depression. It's amazing. It's so brave. It is so brave, and it is. To do it, I mean, not just do it on a couch in their living room, but uh, over, you know, the internet. It's so brave. We're all so brave. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Well, in Off the Sidelines, this season's Ripple Report, a Milwaukee, Wisconsin news anchor and reporter who profiled our podcast for a television news feature, felt compelled to share his own experience in hopes of encouraging others to speak out and reach out. I would like to be one more person on your roster of people who hopefully can give hope. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm at the point in my life where if you look at me differently or you think less of me, uh, (laughs) let the record show (laughs) Terry just raised her middle (laughs) finger. Then that's on you and it's not on me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't want to be known as, oh, my God, he's the guy with depression on the news. But you said something in our in my interview. This is not the oh, I'm sad I have depression podcast. This is the there are ways out of it and we need to help each other. Ted's episode is one of several in which you'll see, well, hear proof that just because someone deals with depression does not mean that they aren't funny, successful, or whatever else stereotypes of depressed people as Eeyores erroneously tell us. Eeyore. (laughs) I've always loved Eeyore, I gotta say. I do too. And I like the way that all his friends still invite him to the parties and they don't expect him to behave, you know, like Tigger. He can still just be himself and and we need to work on that. They love him. It's great. One of the themes of uh, Giving Voice to Depression podcast is, well, in fact, we even end every episode with it, saying that if you're hurting, let somebody know because depression's lies can be really disabling. In our next episode, Living Proof, that reaching out saves lives, Travis Pipes tells us of a night that could have been his last, but was instead a turning point. And he answered the phone and he asked me how I was doing. You know, at that time in my life, I was not having, you know, connected conversations with people. And I was desperate and alone and kind of at the crossroads of, of my life in some regard. And I had that opportunity to answer. I might have said, I'm not doing great. You know, I told him, I'm not doing great, Kevin. We talked. And he stayed on the phone with me, and we put together a plan of action, and I ended up going to treatment the next day. So being inspired to make a phone call, which is what I did in that moment, is the reason why I'm here today. You know, I had a plan to take my own life, and if Kevin doesn't answer the phone, I'm not having this conversation. I'm so glad he made that call and that he is still around because we have actually been presenting together at screenings of Kevin Hines' film, uh, Suicide, the Ripple Effect. And Travis has a very powerful story, which, of course, you can hear more of if you listen to that episode. So we want to thank everybody who contributed to what was a very powerful and 
informative and challenging, challenging us to be our best selves in spite of our depression season. And special thanks to Nick, Ted, and Matt, all of whom told us their story for the first time publicly. And that, as we have said, is an honor. And we hope that you feel that we respected your story. Absolutely. And thank you for everybody who's listening, Terry. This has been, you know, four seasons of people telling their story. And that only works if there's somebody out there to listen. Thank you. Thank you. We're going to take two weeks off because we've got to do some fundraising so we can keep doing this. Uh, Hint, hint, if you want to help us out, there is a donate button on our Facebook page. We will be back May 29th to begin our fifth season. So we'll talk in two weeks, Bridge. Well, we'll probably talk in about five minutes, Terry. I always talk to you. (laughs) Okay, okay, we'll talk over microphones in about two weeks. I love you. Bye. I love you too. Bye. We hope that these shared stories bring out a little more understanding or help people articulate their experiences of depression a little more clearly or more freely. Thanks to all, everyone who's digging deep and finding the words and finding the courage to give voice to depression. You can find all the other episodes, some resources, and a blog on our website, givingvoicetodepression.com. And you can find the podcast most of the other places that you find podcasts. Just Google it, as our mom says. And please remember, if you're hurting, speak up. If someone else is hurting, listen up. Listen up.